All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Powered by Bhim UPI. Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint with me, Alex Matthew. Today is the 29th of August. I'm starting with international news first. The US doesn't plan to suspend more joint military drills with South Korean forces, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis said on Tuesday, as diplomatic progress on North Korea's denuclearization appears to have stalled. Separately, a rift is emerging between South Korea and Japan in their response to North Korea and whether it poses an urgent nuclear threat. In Tokyo, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's government reaffirmed on Tuesday that the regime constituted a grave and imminent danger to Japan. Meanwhile, South Korean President Moon Jae-in is taking steps to upgrade ties with Kim Jong-un, establishing a liaison office over the border and making plans to visit Pyongyang next month. China's biggest banks posted stable earnings growth in the second quarter as tighter liquidity improved their lending margins. Profits at four of the five largest lenders rose at least 5% in the three months through June as President Xi Jinping's crackdown on riskier financiers pushed business to large state-connected banks. President Donald Trump adding his voice to a growing chorus of US conservatives who claim social media companies favor liberal viewpoints accused Alphabet Incorporated's Google of rigging its search results to give preference to negative stories about him. And it's shaping up to be the biggest exodus in more than three decades worldwide. Foreigners have dumped a net of 3.9 trillion yen, and that amounts to $34.7 billion in Japanese equities so far this year, according to data from Japan Exchange Group that runs through August 17th. That's on course to be the largest annual sell-off since 1987, the year of Wall Street's famous Black Monday market crash. That's a Bloomberg report. In news back home, US-based fund T. Rao Price Group, a foreign shareholder of UTI Asset Management, has withdrawn its writ petition filed in the Bombay High Court, seeking its intervention in managing the company's affairs and protecting its investment. In other news, analysts have lowered earnings estimates of three out of five companies after the June quarter results. Earnings per share estimates were downgraded for 57% of the 251 companies tracked by at least 10 analysts, according to Bloomberg data. Analysts raised the forecasts for 39% and kept estimates unchanged for 4% of companies. You'll find all the details on the website BloombergQuint.com. And there's only one change to the constitution of the Nifty when the index gets a rejig on the 28th of September. Lupin makes an exit and its place is taken by JSW Steel. In international markets, US stocks added to gains from early in the week, but only marginally. The three averages ended higher by about 0.1%. In Asia this morning, the early risers have opened positive, posting similar gains to their US counterparts. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How's it looking today? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's decent as of now. Global queues are decent. The SGX Nifty currently is indicating a positive outlook. But lots of stocks that you need to watch out for. As Alex already pointed out, the Nifty change in terms of GSW Steel and Lupin. Remember, that will be effective of 28th of September. A lot of other changes in the Nifty Next 50, Nifty Mid Cap Index, Nifty Small Cap Index. And all these changes are put up on our website. You can read them there. 
In terms of other stocks to watch, LIC will meet on September 4th to consider acquiring the 36% stake in IDBI Bank. Yesterday, they got the approval to, uh, to acquire close to 15% stake in it. There's more rollout plans for Bharti Airtel, 9,000 new sites and 4150 kilometers of optic fiber in Rajasthan. The announcement is part of the company's network expansion plan. Tech Mahindra certificate of authorization for prepaid card issuance gets cancelled by the RBI. State Bank of India is saying that it is ready to explore and initiate the process to divest 3.9% stake in NSC. And the other counters that you need to watch out for include Kalpataru Power Transmission, Mahindra Holidays and Mahindra Logistics. All these three companies will be meeting a lot of analysts and investors today. As far as the brokerage radar is concerned, the big one obviously is Nalco. HSBC has initiated on the company with a target price of 90. They're saying higher earnings will be driven by the volume growth in aluminium and cost reduction in aluminium production will aid earnings for the company. CLSA has raised the target price on TTK Prestige to 7725 from the earlier 7010. And you have uh, Bharat Forge in which uh, Deutsche Bank has maintained a buy with a target price of 830. They're giving a high valuation given the fact that the defense revenue opportunities will begin to materialize for the company. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website bloombergquin.com and click on the all you need to know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast. But like Darshan says, there's a lot more on the website. So do check it out. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great day.